Well, good, good morning. It's Amy here on the Amy Mills Live Show. Thank you for being here and finding me at the bridge uh, in Austin, Texas. I am on every Sunday morning at 930 and also I'm on Saturdays at 9, so a little bit earlier. If you are hearing this show for the first time, please hop over to amymillslive.com when we're done and uh, you can download all the shows that we do here on the bridge and take them with you during the week. That's also very helpful when I get into a series like I'm in right now, which is Praying the Promises of God. Now, I do have another series coming up that I'm super excited about, and I think I'm going to name it This Is Austin, because I am going to be bringing in guests, and I'm going to be interviewing them And we're going to hear about the amazing things they are doing here uh, within Austin and beyond when it comes to just, um, wow, freedom and setting God's people free and imparting amazing things into people through ministries that you may not even know exist. And so I'm lining that up for us right now. It's coming up soon. It's probably going to be my October series, but we'll see. Um, But you have that to look forward to. We're going to get some insight into other people. You know, the Bible says that we are to have wise counselors around us. And I think that we can never stop learning from each other and sharing what we're doing, whether it is, um, gosh, just walking your faith out within your family, just that simple thing that we're supposed to do, or whether it is uh, running a large uh, nonprofit or ministry within the city that really is shaking things up. We have so we have so many things going on in the city that are are, are being uh, taken nationally and internationally because of their impact. And so, um, I'll be keeping you uh, informed of that. But yesterday, if you listen to the show, we talked about. Second uh, Corinthians, where it talks about us being transformed into the likeness of God, and and um, that God promises us that we will see through transition in life that we can, with Him, rise out of those circumstances and emerge uh, transformed and looking more like Christ looking more like the word of God. I'll do this. Let me see. I might have notes here. Let's just real quick. I'll tell you some of these promises and maybe these are, oh goodness, promises of God that you need to stand on today. First uh, Corinthians 2.10, God's spirit reveals the deep things of God to those who love him. These are just some of the promises we did yesterday. Uh, Matthew 13, it is given to believers to know the mysteries of the kingdom of heaven. All right, and then I have one more. Give me a sec. Let me turn over here. 2 Corinthians 3.18. But we all, seeing the glory of the Lord with unveiled faces, as in a mirror, are being transformed into the same image from glory to glory by the Spirit of the Lord. Genesis. God declared his purpose in the beginning. Let us make man in our image. Romans 12.2, we are transformed by the renewing of our mind. And we talked a lot about that yesterday. First um, John, we know that when he appears, we shall be like him for he shall, for we shall see him as he is. And so as you can see, all of yesterday's show was about tra- in the transition of life. Do we get transformed? And, and that's the purpose of it. 
We're not meant to stay there. I found just a couple of promises out of the Bible that um, I've prayed over my life over the past couple of weeks, uh, just in different circumstances. So I thought I would share those with you real quick before we actually go to the little devotion that I'm wanting to cover today. And that uh, is is going to be 1 Corinthians 2. Uh, I love this scripture. But it is written, I has not seen nor ear heard, nor has it entered in the heart of man the things which God has prepared for those who love him. But God has revealed them to us by his spirit, for the spirit searches all things. Yes, the deep things of God. So that's where we're going to go later on in the show. Right now, let me throw a couple of these out and see if anybody listening this morning needs a couple of these promises. This one, we've got to remind ourselves that when we're thinking that God doesn't care, that he can't surely see the pain we're going through, or um, or we wouldn't be going through it, or if we're thinking that God is not taking care of our needs as fast as we need, so therefore maybe he's not, Um Matthew 10 tells us, Are not two sparrows sold for a penny? And not one of them will fall to the ground apart from your father. But even the hairs on your head are numbered. Fear not, therefore. You are more valuable than many sparrows. You know, there's another uh, scripture in the Bible that talks about um, being, you know, that if God feeds the birds in the air every single day, like they don't go without food. How much more does he care about our needs? It says, if God cares about the sparrows, little birds that were sold for a penny in context when it was written, does he not care infinitely more for you and me? If God numbers every hair on our head, does he not know exactly what we need in a given moment? He does. And I get it. I am human just like you. And I feel sometimes like surely God is not leaving me in this place. Surely he does not see me or he would not leave me in this place. And and the Bible says, no, he sees you and you are more and infinitely more important than the birds in the air. We are infinitely greater uh, of greater value to God than the sparrows. And so if God cares that much about the sparrows, we can be assured that he cares about every circumstance you are facing today. He's going to take care of our needs, guys. Um, The Bible says that, and that's what we stand upon. I like this one too, 2 Thessalonians. It's about God guarding us. It says, but the Lord is faithful. He will establish you and guard you against the evil one. Okay, so think about these words for a minute. It says, God is faithful. So first of all, what a sweet, sweet promise. God is always faithful, even when our faith is lacking. He is near us when we are brokenhearted. He has promised to establish us and guard us. He will establish us in his goodness, in his mercy, in his faithfulness, in his blessings, and on and on and on. And if the Lord has promised to establish us, can anything thwart his plan As he establishes us, he will guard us against the evil one. He will protect from all that comes to try and and thwart the plan. 
for all evil that comes against us. All right, I have a couple of short promises to go to, and then we're going to jump into this devotion, I promise. Dr. Ben and Dr. Gerard at Focused On You Chiropractic adjust your spine with a highly specialized system, correcting nerve interference in the upper spine, allowing the rest of the spine to become healthy and stable. The result is less pain, better health, less illness, and a better quality of life. No cracking, popping, or twisting ever. Connect to Dr. Ben at FocusedOnYouChiropractic.com. Hey guys, good morning. It's Amy here on the Amy Mills Live program. Thank you for spending a little short moment of your Sunday morning with me. It means the world to me. And it is my passion in life to just get up and inspire you in the morning to uh, just follow that God path and that destiny path that you know God has for you. Uh, My deeper passion is to help you become uh, unencumbered by um, the the things that just entangle us in life. Amen. I mean, we are all trying to walk this, this thing out called life together, uh, looking as much like Christ as we possibly can. And I know that we get it right a lot and then we fail miserably a lot. And do you know that God's okay with that, that he understands that uh, we came from dust and that we will go back into the dust. And um, and so God is not judging us for any of that. God is for us. Amen. So who can be against us? One of God's promises in the Bible. That's pretty cool. If God is for me, who can be against me? Come on. That is something we all need to hear. And so in this series that we've been in on praying the promises of God over our lives and in our prayer life, one of the promises that um, I love is uh, Psalm 35. It says, every word of God proves true. He is a shield to those who take refuge in him. So we just um, before the break heard about a promise that that says God is our guard Now we're hearing a promise that says we can take refuge in him. God's promises are so trustworthy. They are a shield to us. We can take refuge in his promises. We can hope in them. You know, I think people say, what am I supposed to do with these promises? Well, first of all, pray them over over your life. Pray them over your children. Pray them over every circumstance that you are up against, both positive and negative. And then take refuge in them, hope in them, trust in them, rest. Oh, my goodness. Rest completely in them. This is, oh, that's something I need to hear this morning. Amy, rest in the promises of God. When Satan throws fiery darts at us, this scripture says God will shield us from them. So good. So, so good. Um, all right, let me jump over here to this little devotion that I want to get through this morning. And this is about divine revelation. It's 1 Corinthians uh, 2, 9 through 10. Let me read it again. But as it is written, 
Eye has not seen, nor ear heard, nor has it entered into the heart of man the things which God has prepared for those who love him. But God has revealed them to us by his spirit. For the spirit searches all things, yes, the deep things of God. It's fitting that we uh, look at this passage today. If you are one of God's children, he intends to reveal deep things to you. To his original disciples, he said, it is given to you to know the mysteries of the kingdom of heaven. That's Matthew 13. He's saying you are supposed to know the deep things of God because you are my disciples. And so now today, that's you and me. Supernatural knowledge is a gift, a good and perfect gift from above. It, it talks about that in James 1. When Peter confessed that Jesus was truly the Messiah, here's what Jesus said back to him. He said, blessed are you, Simon, son of Jonah, for flesh and blood did not reveal that to you, but my father who is in heaven. And I tell you that you are Peter, and on this rock I will build my church, and the gates of Hades shall not prevail against it. Wow. Okay, so that's Matthew 16, 17 through 18. Some serious stuff is going down here in this scripture. I mean, you got to look at what's happening. Jesus has just asked them, who do you say I am? Who do others say I am? And Peter blurts out, (laughs) and they said other things. Well, some say you're this, and some say you're that. And Peter says, "You, you are the Messiah. You're the son of God. And Jesus said, okay, you know what? First of all, can I tell you, you, no man came and told you that. There's not a man, flesh and blood, that came and, and revealed that to you. That was revelation from my father who put that in your heart. And at that point, he changes Peter's name. He changes his name to Peter and says, I am going to build my church on you and hell will not come against it. No one convinced Peter intellectually, keyword, because we have a lot of us that are motivated and that learn by uh, deep intellectual training. Um, There are some of us who put a I'm just going to say it. We put more emphasis on knowledge and intellect than we do the spirit of God, hearing from God, trusting a supernatural interaction with Jesus versus being able to abandon intellect, handing that over. Because here's the deal. Intellect is something that we can get our hands around. We can understand that. Knowledge, right? We understand that. But handing over intellect to be able to have revelation supernaturally from the Lord is very, very difficult for some people. And this is something that God wants to uh, bring to the foot of the cross and, and have you release to him so that he can begin to do a supernatural work in your life. Guys, if you are holding on to intellect that tight, 
God cannot do anything supernatural through you because you're controlling every bit of, um, I guess, uh, I don't want to say revelation. You're controlling um, all your thoughts and all of how you are processing. That's the word I'm looking for. You're controlling um, what you process. In your brain, in your thoughts, your behavior, your action. And if we can't get our, that's why people pick and choose the Bible of what they believe in the Bible. It's the pick and choose crowd. They pick and choose what they can get their hands around. I used to be one of those people. And the day I decided that I was going to believe every single thing that was in the Bible, my life, my life radically changed. And I think if you make that decision, your life will radically change also. Hey there, guys. It's Amy. I just wanted to take a quick break and talk to you about some communication that we are going to start sending out to um, all the folks who not only follow this show, Amy Mills Live, but also the folks that follow Sold Out Ministries, which is the ministry that I founded back in 2009 out of my freedom experience. And so we've got this group of people that are loving to hear about um, freedom, and we want to do a better job at communicating with you all. So if you will shoot me an email, amy at soldoutministries.com, and just give me your name and give me your email, we will start sending out a weekly communication piece, whether it's a, a tips for the day or whether it's a scripture or whether it's something that the Lord's brought to my mind. We're going to try to do a better job of communicating with you and lifting you up during the week. So reach out to me at amy at soldoutministries.com. Give me your name. Good morning. Welcome back. It's Amy here on the Amy Mills Live Show. All right. I'm off on a I'm on a rabbit trail. <laughs> I think guys, we got to lay down the stuff we try to control so that God can do more in us. It's not about being punished. It's about laying down stuff so that God can come in and do something radically supernatural. That's why I went down that rabbit trail about intellect, because intellect is something we can control, right? And I think that there is so much power. I've seen it in my own life. I've seen it actually in hundreds of lives of women that I've ministered to over the years where when they finally decide to lay down that thing that they can get their brain around and just say, God, just take off in my life. Let your Holy Spirit just just take off in my life. And, and Lord, if it's you, I want it. And that, at that moment, they're releasing the things they can get their mind around and, and, and their hands around. And they're just waiting upon the Lord to see what he might do supernaturally. And, and what we're talking about right now from 1 Corinthians 2 is a supernatural revelation from the Lord. So here we are in this story. Um, Peter has just told God that he's the Messiah. Uh, uh, Jesus has, I'm sorry, Jesus. And then Jesus says, uh, okay, well, you didn't get that from any man. That was supernatural revelation from the Father. At that point, he changes Peter's name and says, 
I'm going to build the church on you. So some <laughs> some pretty amazing stuff is happening in Matthew 16. The insight came directly from God is what he's saying. This is still the solid rock on which the church is being built. Okay, it, it, it never changed from that moment on. And so this is a powerful moment in the Bible. Those who receive true revelation from God, they can't be shaken from their faith. I mean, when you are somebody who opens the door to that supernatural revelation in your life, um, your fa- you, can, you can maintain your faith through the storms. One of the most beautiful verses expressing this idea is Job 32. He said, there is a spirit in man. And the breath of the Almighty gives him understanding. So maybe, maybe is that why Job was able to withstand the suffering that that guy went through? Is because he knew that God imparted into him. He had lived a life of supernatural revelation from the Lord. And here in the middle of Job, he's saying there is a spirit in man and the breath of the Almighty gives him understanding. He's still through his trial professing that God can be supernatural in our lives. After Jesus rose from the dead, he visited the upper room where the disciples were waiting. That's when he breathed on them and said to them, receive the Holy Spirit. At that moment, God restored to them what Adam had lost in the beginning the spirit, the first man passed deception to us through the fall, but Jesus reversed that curse by breathing the Holy Spirit into his followers to God. Why did he do that? He wanted to guide them into all truth. John taught the book of John is teaching us all about this. So now every born again child of God has this inheritance. Yes, We have the breath of God within us. And that breath of God is meant to inspire us and enliven us. It's meant to open our heart to embrace, here it is, the deep things of God, which is what our scripture talks about. The deepest truths that can be experienced in this life. But we can't get that from this worldly living. No, Deep truths come from the Spirit of God. He talks, um, this author talks about, he says, my first encounter with God-breathed revelation was, uh, he said, in the the very beginning of my walk with God, he said, I had a struggle over the Bible being all the inspired word of God, which is a little bit about what I was talking about before we went into break. He said, considering that it was written by 40 authors over a period of about 1,500 years, I thought, how could this be without error? He said, I thought, wasn't it just the opinions of the writers, that their personal observations? It was a mental barrier that he could not get over. And then he said, God granted me a visitation. He tells about a story of where um, in a dream he saw Christ standing before him radiant, radiant with the glory of heaven that it was impossible to make out the features of his face. He was so radiant. Suddenly he disappeared and in his place was an open book with gold letters. He said, I immediately recognized it as Hebrew. Most significantly, the book 
was pulsating as if it had a heartbeat. And with every throb, a river of light flowed off the pages into his heart. This is what's happening in this dream. Wow. He said, I woke up feeling a very intense supernatural presence pouring into me. He said, I knew it was an undeniable validation that the Bible is true and that it is the word of the almighty God. He said, since that experience, I have never doubted the divine origin of the Bible. So this devotion gives us a powerful proclamation. And I just want to speak that over our lives today. I proclaim that we have received the spirit of wisdom and revelation from God and that we will know the hope of our calling, the riches of our spiritual inheritance, and the greatness of God's power towards us. And this is Ephesians 1, 17 through 19. It has been given to us to comprehend the mysteries of the kingdom of God Therefore, just like Paul, we will all affirm that we will come to visions and revelations of the Lord. This is God's promise to us. We claim this supernatural impartation and we expect its manifestation in our life in Jesus name. So I've given you a lot of information here this morning to take with you this week. Listen to this as a podcast off of amymillslive.com. Take it with you this week. Unpack these promises. Think about what I talked about, about believing that that, that every word of the Bible is the word of God and that um, intellect is only going to get you so far in life. Intellect is only going to answer so many of your problems in life at some point. We've got to turn to the supernatural revelation of the Lord and allow it to work into our lives, bringing us life, taking us from glory to glory. Thanks, guys. I'll be back next week. This is Amy on the Amy Mills Live Show.